Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Hey, Cricket customers, Max with ads is included with your Cricket $60 unlimited plan at no additional cost. Max is the streaming platform where you can watch Scoob, Meg 2 The Trench, The Nightmare on Elm Street Collection, and so much more. Remember me. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. We've never seen this before. Max, the one to watch for a good scream with Cricket. Phone plan streams and standard definition. Programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See cricketwireless.com for details. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now here's today's life-giving message. Let's go. For God's glory, this is my best year yet. To the word I'm about to hear, I believe, I obey, I manifest, and that settles it. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, we pray that you'd speak to us now. Get the glory out of everything that happens tonight, God. We tell you that we are open and we are ready. Father, I take authority over this atmosphere in this building and online. I bind every witch, warlock, every contrary spirit, anything that would oppose the free flow of the Holy Ghost. I bind you up and I send you back to hell from where you came from. In the name of Jesus, I pray that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I pray freedom all in this room tonight. I pray freedom for every person online. God, I pray for every sideways attitude. I pray that it fall into alignment. I pray, God, for every care that's getting in our way of receiving tonight. I bind it up and pray that it get out of the way. I need y'all to stand up in this building and stand up at your house and I need you to stir your atmosphere tonight. God's about to speak and I need you to make sure you're ready. We take authority over the atmosphere. We take authority over the atmosphere and miracles, signs and wonders are about to flow and answers are about to flow and clarity is about to flow and breakthrough is about to happen and deliverance is about to happen and somebody's mind's about to be regulated and somebody's body is about to be healed and somebody's marriage is about to change and somebody's children are about to be saved and somebody Wednesday put a shout in the building right there come on Facebook come on YouTube come on Come on, God, go 
he's celebrated, not where he's tolerated. And he's surrounded by praise and worship. And he's surrounded by the elders and the angels that cry out, holy, holy, holy. I don't know who I need to say this for, but somebody, tonight's your night. Tonight's your night. It's going to seem like it was just another Wednesday, but tonight's your night. It's going to seem like it was just another experience, but tonight's your night. I need you to lay your hands on yourself, please. Say, tonight's my night. Tonight. I need you to touch somebody close to you and say, tonight's your night. You thought it was just going to be another Wednesday. No, this is going to be the night that shifts your whole life. Touch another person, please. Tell them, say, tonight's your night. Online, tag somebody. Get them in this experience. Online, share it with somebody. Get them in this experience. You thought it was just another Wednesday. You thought it was just another work day. You thought it was just another worship experience. You thought you were just streaming into another church online. But baby, tonight, tonight is your night. <laughs> now increase our faith, Jesus, and do what only you can do tonight. We're open and we are ready. In Jesus' name, shout it again. Say, it is my night. Oh! <laughs> we gotta go, we gotta go. Grab a seat, grab a seat, grab a seat. Our series is by faith. Everybody say, by faith. Jesus. Somebody say, by faith. And Sunday's message was called this persistent faith. And we learned a few facts about faith. Number one, we learned that faith is expected. It is not entitled. We have a lot of people in America and in the world today that are entitled. Entitlement feels like everybody owes them something. They walk around like you owe them something. They think that because they showed up, you owe them something. They think that because they did what they're supposed to do, you owe them something. You got to be careful, parents, that you don't raise entitled children that think that just because they're breathing, they're owed something. Listen, man, don't nobody owe you nothing. And can I tell you who really doesn't owe you anything? God. Why? He's been better to you than you've been to yourself. Even when you ran away from him, he stayed consistent to you. I need to make sure I got some thankful people that are in this building and that are online that can say, God doesn't owe me anything. God he doesn't owe you anything, but faith, faith, it is not entitled, but it is expectant. Faith says, I'm in a posture of expectation. A woman, when she is pregnant, um, uh, or finds a notice that she is pregnant, she becomes expectant. And when you're expectant, it begins to change the things that you do. It changes how you walk. It changes where you go. It changes, watch me, even where you travel. Why? You can't go everywhere when you're expecting something. And for some of y'all, watch me, you are pregnant with something, but you keep going around people that specialize and killing possibilities. You keep going around people that specialize Jesus and killing uh, what your hopes, dreams, and desires are. But I need you to hear me tonight. I cancel every spiritual abortion. I cancel every spiritual miscarriage. What do you mean? Everything that you were planning to bring to pass, it's going to come to pass. Would you touch somebody next to you and say, it shall come to pass. It 
faith is expecting, but it is not. It is not entitled. Hebrews 11 and 1 says, now faith. Let's break this verse down in a way I haven't broken it down so far in this series. Now faith is. First thing is faith is always now. Hear me. Faith is not getting ready to do anything. Faith is not fixing to do anything. Look at me. I need you to stop putting stuff off. I rebuke your procrastination. You ain't doing it tomorrow. No, you're going to do it tonight. I, I need some of y'all to stop saying as soon as 2023 get here, it's going to be on. No, I ain't waiting until 2023 gets here. Baby, I'm about to do it and I'm about to do it right now. I rebuke your procrastination. If you know you struggle with that, lift your hands and say, I will no longer procrastinate. I... Now faith, faith is always now. It is always doing something now. Faith is always, it's like a game um, that a uh, double dutch where they have the two jump ropes and you were getting ready to get in. Faith is already saying it might be my moment. It might be my time. It might, it, listen, it didn't happen yesterday, but I woke up today saying, well, this is the day that the Lord has made. And watch me, it might happen today. And watch me, people without faith will say, you're crazy. No, you're crazy. Why? Because any moment, it might happen. It might happen. It might happen. It might happen. Would you lay your hands on yourself say, any moment now. Now, now faith, now faith is the substance. Watch me. Faith here is this Greek word pistis. There's a few different words for faith in Greek, the language of our New Testament. Here, the word used is the word pistis. And I like pistis because it's like a pistol, which means faith is always ready to pop off. And I don't mean that in a negative way. Faith is always saying, I stayed in a position where I was ready so that I didn't have to get ready. I stayed ready. So when the opportunity opened, all I had to do was walk through it. I'm so glad you stay in a posture where you're ready. I'm so glad that you wake up with expectation. Let me, let me check the room and let me check online. You know you got faith. Watch me. When even after getting a bunch of bad news on one day, you'll wake up the next day with a smile on your face saying, this is the day that the Lord has made and I shall rejoice and... Somebody say, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Now faith, faith pistis, it means facts versus truth. So faith here, it means I am choosing to believe God's truth, the word of God, versus the facts. Look at me. Facts are an enemy to faith. I'll say it again. Facts are an enemy to faith. See, the fact may be the doctor said this, but that is an enemy to faith. Why? Because the word says with his stripes, pay attention, you were healed, which means I'm not getting ready to be healed. 2,000 years ago, he bought my healing already. So my confession is I'm 100% healthy and I'm 100% healed even if I don't see it. Why? Because your facts might be an enemy to your faith. Watch me. The fact may be you're not sure how you're going to pay that bill. But since you're a faithful giver, faith says since I'm a faithful giver, he promised me that I would receive harvest and that the blessing of the Lord would overtake me so that I would have not enough room to receive it. Somebody say, I believe the word. All right, now this is the challenge because you can't have faith if you don't know the word because you don't have any truth to, to stand against facts. For some, the reason it's difficult to walk by faith uh, and, and instead you trust your facts is because you don't have enough of the word. You don't listen to the, C uh, the CDs. You don't listen... If you listen to CDs, we need to talk. You don't listen to the podcast. You don't listen to the YouTube. You don't go back and listen to anything. And you're like, oh, I just don't know why my faith is low. I know why it's low. Because you're walking around looking anorexic. 
And then some of you, watch me, you're bulimic spiritually. Because you hear it, then go throw it up. You waste it on everybody else and never use it yourself. Oh my God. I rebuke spiritual anorexia and spiritual bulimia. Y'all better open up your mouth. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Somebody say, I walk by faith. I walk... Now, faith is the substance. So first, it's facts versus truth. So the truth means the word. The facts means what I see. We walk by faith, not by sight. So I walk by what God said about it, not what I see about it. What he said about it is more real to me than what I see about it. What he said about it is more real to me than what I see about it. What he said about it is more real to me when I, than what I see about it. Moses, lift your hands. Lord, how are we going to cross this Red Sea? Moses, don't worry about the Red Sea. Do what I told you to do. Lift your hands up. And when Moses lifts his hands, God says, now let me show you something. He sends a wind to do for Moses what Moses could not do for himself because he believed, watch me, truth instead of facts. The facts were, were that you are not going to be able to get past this Red Sea. The facts were... You got two million plus people. You got to get from one side across the Red Sea to the other side. But here's the truth. Lift your hands. Bishop, why do you have us lift our hands so much? It's because when you lift your hands, there are two things that are happening. Say a transaction is happening. There are two Hebrew words for lifting your hands. Yada and Toda. One means to release. The other means to receive. So every time I lift my hands, I'm releasing something. But at the same time, I am receiving something. Come on, open your mouth and say, I receive miracles, signs, and wonders. Now, faith is the substance. Pay attention. Substance here is this Greek word, hypostasis. Say it with me. It's real simple. Don't make it deep. Say hypostasis. Here's what this means. I like this one. It means under a legal standing, which means that faith, faith, pay attention. Faith to God is like operating in a courtroom. God says, I need you, watch me, to build your case. What is your case built on? So pay attention. Is your case built on biblical promises or the word? Or is your case built on your jealousy of what you see God doing for somebody else? Okay, look what he says. He says, now faith is the substance, the legal standing. In other words, I have a legal standing based on his word to believe God for this. Some people will say, well, why you want all of that? Because I could read the book. That's why sometimes the word is referred to as the law. Now, technically, it's referring to Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible, which would be known uh, to a Hebrew as, as the law. But for you and I, it's often the word is referred to as the law. Why is that terminology law used? And why is that the same terminology across America and around the world that we utilize in a courtroom? It means I have something to stand on, which gives me a right to make an appeal to a court. Say a legal standing. So here's how faith works. Uh, um, my facts may say A, but I found it in the word where I am entitled, watch me, and expectant of B. So because I'm expecting B, I do not care what my facts say because I have a legal standing. Uh-uh, you're going to get it in a minute. I have a legal standing. So why you believe in God that you're going to be the first millionaire in your bloodline? You have a legal standing. Wednesday, you have a legal standing that says he'll make you the head and not the tail. You have a legal standing where God says that you will be the curse breaker. Somebody say, I have a legal standing. 
Look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. He says, it is your legal standing of things hoped for, which means anything I'm hoping for, I have to first have a legal standing for that I got from the word. But if I'm not getting the word, and let me be clear, if you connect it to harvest, if you're not getting it, there's not a delivery problem. There is a reception problem. You got what I'm saying? I got to be real clear with that. You can't say that everywhere. But, but for me in my house, you cannot say you ain't being taught the word of God. You cannot say that you don't know the word of God. Matter of fact, if you fail in life, don't you blame your bishop. Why? Because I gave you everything that you needed from God's word to succeed. And here's what I'm excited about. You're going to be the first in your bloodline to do it. You're the line crosser. You're the boundary breaker. You're the history maker. You're the curse breaker. So watch the verse. Now faith. So faith is always doing something. When? Now. It is not procrastinating. Touch your neighbor and say, I rebuke your procrastination. Say, don't wait until tomorrow. Do it when you get home. Uh-uh. Tell them what I said. Say, don't wait till tomorrow. Do it when you get home. Now faith is the substance. It means this is my legal standing, which means I got some verses to back this up. I got some verses to back this up. We live in a culture that wants to separate God from his word. This is why John says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. It goes on to say the word became flesh and dealt among us. Because some people say, well, I love God, but I don't believe the Bible. Well, that's impossible because he is the word. You cannot separate him from the word because to separate him from the word would deny that he existed. Because he said in the beginning, uh, he was the word and was with the word and became flesh and dwelt among us. Which means you cannot separate him from his word. Why? Because if you separate him from his word, you get to make God in your image. If you separate him from his word, you get to make God in your likeness. And this is why you got a lot of people out here on social media saying crazy stuff because they've separated him from his word as if that can be done. That's like separating you from who you are. That's impossible. Ready? So it's my legal standing of anything that I am what? Hoping for. Now say this. Say I expect because I'm welcoming by preparing. Say it again. I expect because I'm welcoming by preparing okay he says so anything that you are hoping for you need to have a legal standing based on the word and it needs to make you do something now y'all with me i'm breaking this verse down so that you get this thing now question what are you preparing for because god says that's what you're welcoming and that's what you're expecting so that's what you're using your faith for this works both ways because for some, you're preparing for the worst, which means you welcome the worst, which means, watch me, you expect the worst. Check this out. Say it works both ways. Now, unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you ask or think, that's expect. Which means some of you, watch me, you only give God negative stuff to exceed. Which is why you go from drama to drama, from trauma to trauma. Because your faith is working. It's just working in reverse. Ooh, but I, you, I told you this is your night tonight. Say, but reverse, reverse. Uh-uh, you're about to use your faith to create a life you've never lived before. To see what you've never had. To do what you've never done. Open up your mouth. Say, I reverse the polarity of my faith.
Say, I'm expecting great things. Come on. I'm expecting big things. I'm expecting breakthrough. Eye hasn't seen. Ear hasn't heard. My future is big. Real big. Bigger than I imagined. Bigger than I ever hoped. If you believe that, release a praise for five seconds. Go. Five. Four. Three. You got to reverse that thing. You got to reverse that thing. You got to reverse that thing. I'm preparing to be debt free. You prepared for your body to be healed. You're preparing to meet a godly spouse. You're preparing for your whole family to be saved. You're preparing to have no debt. Somebody say, I'm getting ready for what I asked for. Let's go. Let's go. He says, he says, now faith is, which means I'm doing something right now. And I have a legal standing based on God's word for what I'm hoping for. Now it's about to take a turn. I am preparing for this thing. And this thing that I am preparing for, please go with me. This thing that I'm preparing for, watch me. I am welcoming and I am expecting. Which means I adjust. Okay, I'm going to help your neighbor. To receive something, you're going to have to adjust. Some of you want what you've never had, but you ain't doing, you ain't doing what you've never done. You keep doing your same regular raggedy routine, and you're expecting God to do something new and amazing for you. I wish you'd elbow somebody next to you online, type it to somebody, say, you're going to have to change something. I you're going to have to adjust. Some of y'all need to adjust your stinking attitude. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You need to adjust your low thinking. You need to adjust your appetite. You need to adjust your circle. You're going to have to adjust. Say, I must adjust so I can acquire. You ready? I want to show y'all. Give me all these four chairs. Come on. Give me these four chairs here. Give me these four chairs. All right, put them up here. I want to show you something. I want to show some of y'all what you're doing. Come on. Quickly, handle, handle. That's tongues for move fast. Now, now, now. Let me show you what some of y'all are doing. Let me show you what some of y'all are doing. Let me show you what some of y'all are doing. You ready? You ready? Okay, okay. All right. Go, go, go. Get that chair from that room. Go get the big chair from that room. All right. I want to show you something. This, this is regular. Somebody say this is regular. Okay. Say, say this is what it is. Already. Say. This isn't faith, because this, this is the same old same. I expect because I am preparing and I am welcoming. Okay, if you order new furniture, what are these? Chairs. How are you going to pray for new chairs? And you did not, watch me. Do anything to prepare. You didn't adjust to get to own. So watch what you're trying to do. You keep saying it ain't working. No, it just can't fit because you haven't made. Room. I'm gonna hit you in the head with this microphone. I need you to open up your mouth. And say I gotta make room for this thing. That means something's got to change in you. Something's got to change around you to make room for what you do not have yet. 
I need you to fist bump two or three people. Say, make room for it. Make room. Which means I may have to put in a little hard work to get the old stuff out of the way. I may have to put in a little elbow grease because he ain't just going to drop it on me. But when I pray for new, I got to make room for new. When I pray for better, I got to make room for better. When I ask him to do something that exceeds what I can think or imagine, I got to get ready for something that's different than this. Which means your next ain't going to look like your current. I'll say it again. I said your next is not going to look like your... Whoa, would you touch two or three people and say your next ain't going to look like your present? Say it's going to be better. Come on, Wednesday, shout, it's going to be way better. What are you preparing for? 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 What have you been researching? What have you been studying? What have you been making sure you're ready for it so when you get the call, y'all not talking to me? What, what have you been getting your body yaddy yaddy ready for? Because where you're headed, you need stamina. Mm. What you're about to do, you can't be taking naps in the middle of the day. What you're about to do, you're about to be sending this one there and sending that one there. I need you to touch another person, please, and say, get ready for what you asked for. Oh, there's a delivery on the way. Let me check the envelope again. The results are in, and they're headed to your house. Say your first and last name. Say there's a delivery on the way. Put your address in the atmosphere because there's a delivery on the way. Come on, Wednesday. I need your faith to increase. Say there's a delivery on the way. All right, let's go, let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go. I expect because I'm welcoming by preparing. See, let me tell you how some of you know you're prepared. Watch me. It's because you went to get a passport. You don't have a ticket overseas yet. Let me tell you how some of you know you're prepared. Is you're opening bank accounts and you you open them with five dollar deposits because that's the minimum. But five is the number of grace and favor. Let me tell you how you know you're prepared. It's because you're making sure you look like where you're headed. Please just leave it where it is. You're making it look like where you're headed. Would you look at me? Would you look at me? Say, I'm getting ready for what I prayed for. Say it again. I'm getting ready for what I asked for. Here's where it takes a turn. Now faith. Faith is doing something now. Is the substance of things hoped for. Which means I have a legal standing from God's word to justify why I'm hoping for a certain thing. Look at me. Never let somebody tell you what you want is too much. Can I help you? Maybe what they want is not enough. And just because they learn how to settle, watch me, I'm not that type, man. I need you to open your mouth and say, I'm not a settler. I'm, you might be good with that, but I'm not good with that. You might be all right just taking whatever they throw at you. I'm not all right with that. You may take whatever the man gives you, but I'm not taking that. You may take whatever life throws at you, but I'm going to throw it back and say, upgrade that. I, Right? My case, whatever I'm hoping for, it is built on something from the word. 
So I have to have a legal standing for this. You ready? So you ready? Okay, now watch where it turns. The evidence of things not seen. Here's where this verse takes a turn. Because evidence here is this Greek word in the language of our New Testament, elgekos. Elgekos. You ready? Here's what it means. Test or pressure. Uh-uh, don't start. Uh-uh, don't get quiet now. Say test or pressure. Which means, pay attention. Now, if you don't shout, we're done. Okay? We're done. We're done. Come back. I'll see you on Sunday. You ready? The pressure I feel now is not because of what I see. The pressure you feel now is because of what you hoping for. That's why the pressure's so heavy. Why? Because this ain't got nothing to do with what you're looking at now. This got everything to do with what you're hoping for. I need you to fist bump somebody and say, don't you break, don't you break. I know it's a lot, but you bet not break. I know it's heavy, but you bet not break. Why? This test, this pressure is because of what you're hoping for. So my evidence, pay attention, my evidence is my pressure. My evidence is my test. So Bishop, how you know something big is coming your way? Do you see my pressure? Do you see my test? No. Bishop, how do I know something big is coming my way? Do you see your test? Do you see your pressure? This ain't for everybody, but for those of us in the building and online, when you've got some tests and some pressures on three, I want you to put a praise in the atmosphere. One, two, three, go. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. If you got a test, if you got some pressure, this is not because of what you see. This is because of what you don't see yet. But it's getting ready to happen. Grab a seat, grab a seat, grab a seat. Look at this, look at this. So some of you are like, Bishop, how do I know if my faith is working? The moment you began to build a legal case based on the word for something you were hoping for, test and pressure is sent. And it is sent, watch me, to be your evidence so some of y'all like bishop I'm looking for good news good news ain't the evidence the evidence is a test of pressure which means it is good news why because that's my evidence that it's about to happen for me that's my evidence it's about to break for me that's my watch me when the pressure is really heavy that's an indication of the weight of what's coming This is why for some of you, you're like, man, this is a lot. I'm under a lot of pressure. Look at me. That's your evidence. Bishop, it's a lot. It's a lot. Shut up. And say thank you. I mean that in all love. You ready? Why? That's your evidence. 
Listen, this just seems like every time I turn around, I'm going through a test. Going through this test, going through that test. Going through this test, going through this test. Got this test, got that test. Got this test, got that test. Got this test, got that test. Do you know what that means? That's your evidence. Lift your hands, worship God for five seconds for evidence. Just the voices, just the voices for evidence, for evidence, for evidence, for evidence, for evidence. It's heavy, but it's your evidence. It almost made you quit, but it's your evidence. It almost made you lose it, but it's your evidence. You thought you couldn't handle it, but it's your There's something called scream therapy, but whenever you're dealing with a lot of stress or pressure, your holler releases the tension. And tonight, for some of you in this building and online, I'm gonna give you five seconds to just release the pressure. One, two, three, go, five, four, release. Release Facebook. Release on the app. Release in the website. Release. It is, it is, it is, it is. <laughs> the evidence of what you hope for, that it is moving toward you, and you are moving toward it, is that the pressure intensifies, and the test intensifies. Now here's how you respond to test and pressure. Say, thank you, Jesus. Some of y'all owe the Lord an apology right now because you've been complaining. Why is he doing this? What? And God says, that's the wrong response. I just gave you evidence and you sitting up here with a negative attitude. I just gave you evidence. Tell him thank you. The evidence of things, things here. Greek language of our New Testament, the word pragma, where we get our word pragma, where you get our word pragmatic, which means practical. So faith is for things. Faith is not just to have this belief. I just got faith. To do what? Yeah, I just got faith in my heart. That's not faith. Faith, look at the screen, is to get things. That I do not currently possess. Now don't confuse things with only material things. Because for some of you, what you believe in for, money can't buy. So, so don't you reduce this down to cash, cars, and clothes. Because there's some people that say, I don't need nothing. But what I do need and what I do want, money can't buy that. Come on, touch somebody next to you say, and you shall lack nothing. Uh-uh. When you say something like that, they should put a praise behind it. Would you touch somebody else and say, and you shall lack nothing. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Of things not seen. You ready? Okay, so test the pressure for things that I do not see. Belipo. 
is the Greek word there. Say it with me. Not blinko. This ain't prices, right? Say blipo. Okay, which means sensed, which means I don't sense it. So my only proof, my only evidence is my pressure. My only evidence is the test or frequent test that I find myself in. My only evidence is the pressure. I'm going to keep saying it until you get it. My only evidence are the tests. What is a test? When you are checked to make sure that you have the knowledge necessary to operate at the level of which you are obtaining. See, you think a test is a negative thing. It's not. It's to prove that you upgraded. And I don't know who needs to hear this, but let me tell you what God says to you. He says, you've handled your test well. Why? Because you didn't get up, watch me, and push back because you didn't like what was on the test. You didn't get crazy with the teacher, but you sat there and you handled it and you handled it well. I need every person to encourage somebody next to you. Tell them, say, you handled it and you've handled it well. You ready? Because some tests are just about surviving. Some tests are just about lasting. And you outlasted the worst. And the best is not yet to come. Say, the best is here. Right now. All right. So let's look at Hebrews 11 and 1 with this new understanding. Let's start at the beginning. You ready? Now faith. Faith is always doing something now. It is not what? Procrastinating. It is the substance. This means it's a legal standing based on the word of God. Anything I'm hoping for or believing God to do in my life, I have to have Bible to back it up because that's my legal standing. It cannot just be a desire where there is nothing biblical to back it up. It cannot just be something I'm just throwing out there when there's nothing Bible to back it up. Which means anything I'm believing for, I got to put a word on it. You ready? Of things hoped for. Watch me. The evidence of things not seen. I'm expecting a thing because I'm welcoming a thing by preparing for a thing. And the only evidence I get that that thing is moving towards me and that I'm moving towards that thing is the test and the pressure that I find myself under. But my faith is designed to produce things for me. And watch me. I don't sense them. So the only way I know they're coming is based on my tests and my pressure. Somebody say, that's what faith is. You got me Wednesday? So this thought that faith is going to be easy. What? what? Who said that? This thing that just because you said it once that it's going to happen immediately. Where is that? You ready? The Bible from Hebrews 11, it mentions something called the Hall of Fame of Faith. It's ordinary people that did extraordinary things by faith. And it mentions people like Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Moses' parents, the Israelites, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. And all of them in the scripture, they were faithing it. Say faithing it. That's tonight's message. Um, What is faithing it, Bishop? It means you have to do these three things consistently. Ask, seek, knock. Okay, I'm going to help you. In your test, ask, seek, knock. 
when you're under pressure, you're going to have to ask, seek, and knock. You ready? James 2.17. Faith by itself, if it does not have works, it's what? Dead. And here's many Christians' faith. Their faith is dead. Because all you do is believe. You don't do anything. All you do is get jealous of people who do do. And you mad because that's all you got is doo doo. And you wear it loud and proud. You got your Jesus shirt on. But it's dead. Because if, if they intimidate you at the table, you ain't praying over your food. It's, it's dead. It's dead. It, it's dead. When it gets tough, when it gets tough, you, you, you take breaks from church. You're on sabbatical. Because it's tough. Because the tests and the pressure, you believe in. But you didn't keep asking, seeking, and knocking. But tonight, your faith gonna be so alive. Your faith is about to have some cheering tonight. Would you encourage somebody next to you say, your faith is about to come alive. Bigger than itself appeared. Say, bigger than itself appeared. And you'll be unstoppable, unbreakable, unbeatable. Faith by itself. We've, and we've all done that. We've all done that. But if there's no works or action to back up your faith, your faith is dead. It is resting in peace. And so consequently, your life stays in a position of rest. No motion. No activity. Same old saying. Different day, same thing. And there's nothing wrong with routine. There's nothing wrong with regimen. But there is something wrong with routine and regimen if there's no results. And I need you to touch somebody close to you. You're going to touch your neighbor like four more times tonight. So if, 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 they're not, if they're not really getting with you, just reach around them. Bishop, why do you have us touch one another so much? The Bible says wherever two or three touch agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them. Bishop, why do you have us speak so much? Life and death are in the power of your tongue. Which means if it's going to live, it's going to live because you told it to live. Come on, I need you to touch somebody close to you and just say your faith is coming alive. You didn't do it in September, but I bet you'll do it before October's over. You didn't do it in 21, but I bet you'll get it done in 22. You didn't do it last week, but I bet you're going to do it before this week is out. Somebody say, I'm faithing it. So, 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 faith, faith, I taught you, is persistent. It's not passive. Luke 11 and 5, watch persistence. Then teaching them more about prayer. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How do you indicate your hope? It starts with prayer. Do not say you're hoping or believing for something and you have not prayed for that thing. See, for some of you, you have this false belief because you haven't even prayed about it. You've not asked God for anything, but yet you're sitting in a position of expectancy. That is tantamount to you going to a drive-thru, you did not place an order, going to the second window, sitting there getting an attitude with the attendant at the window because when they show up, they say, what can I do for you? And you got an attitude with them because they don't know what you want because you never told them. 
that's the same way some of your faith has been until tonight is that you've been expecting what you never asked for Bible says you have not because you asked not then teaching them more about prayer he used this story or he used this parable the scripture says a parable is simply a story that's used to illustrate a spiritual principle he says this suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread now my question is what are you making at midnight you didn't say it forget your diet you listen you, if you're getting bread at midnight but watch me maybe the bread isn't for tonight it's for what I'm gonna do in the morning watch me and because I'm preparing I'm making sure that I have everything <laughs> would you look at somebody close to you and say get prepared get prepared get prepared get prepared Somebody said, why are you buying all of that stuff? Why you got all of that luggage? Where you, where you going? I don't know yet, but I'm getting prepared. You ready? Here we go. He says, he says, you go to a friend's house at midnight, one of the bomb, three loaves of bread. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit. I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom. Don't bother me. The door is locked at night. My family and I are in the bed. I can't help you. So, so check the story. You go to your friend's house at midnight saying, another friend just came to town. He ain't got nothing to eat. I'm coming to your house at midnight to get something to eat. Pay attention. He, Jesus said, pretend like your friend won't even get out the bed. He's hollering at you through the door from his bedroom. You ever had a full conversation with somebody through the door? Like, I am not opening in this door. No, uh-uh. come back tomorrow. I'm busy right now. Can you open the door? No. Uh-uh. Right. Watch me. He says, I can't help you. Me and my family are in bed. Now watch me. Pay attention to the story. But you have something that I need. You have some. Now here's the question. Why didn't he go to 7-Eleven? You ready? He went to a place he knew there was a supply. See, some of you keep getting mad that you go to people that don't have the supply in the first place. You expecting joy from them, watch me, and you expecting them to like you, they barely like themselves. Why are you? And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me. Now, in, watch me, check the story. Because for some, when you watch, once you start walking by faith, you're going to be met with this type of resistance. You got what I need. I know you got it. I can see the three loaves on your dining room table through the window. He says, but me and my family, we are in the bed. We cannot help you. Watch me. And the door is locked. In other words, I'm not going to inconvenience myself to get up out of my bed to come unlock the door so you can go get the bread off the table. Nor am I going to get out of the bed to come get the bread to bring it to you at the door. Don't bother me. Say slam door, but keep knocking. I need you to learn that just because you get a no, that is not the end. No just means not this way, but that ain't the only way to get it done. New doors are about to open. New doors are about to open. Ways are about to be made you didn't see last time. Come on, say yes, Lord. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go.
He says this. He says this. He says, I can't help you. How many times as you were believing God for something, you've heard a variation of that? This can't happen. We're not doing this. We're not going to be able to make that happen for you. The policy says this. We don't do this for people like you. You don't qualify for this. You're not the right blank. You're not the right. Wave at me if you've ever had a variation of these words. Wave at me online. But watch me. This is what just happened to this man. This man says, I went to my friend's house who I knew had a supply. I knew he had what I needed when I needed it. I just went at a time that he didn't think it was convenient for him. And so he was unwilling to help me. Side note, you learn your circle in crisis. If you want to know who's really with you, go through a crisis and pay attention to who stays on their post. Pay attention to who steps up and who steps back. Because the ones that step back should never be let back into the circle. What did that movie say? The Circle of Trust? What's that movie with the Circle of Trust and the Fockers? Whoever, you ain't getting back in my circle. If you step back when I need you most, you will never be trusted to be in the circle again. You ready? You ready? That's Friends 101 for you. It's Business 101. It's Life 101. Bible says depending on a, watch me, depending on an unfaithful man is like a foot that's out of joint and a bad tooth. You ever had tooth pain? I had tooth pain so bad one time, I was like, Jesus, I'm ready to go. That's what it is when you trust people who shouldn't be trusted. You ready? Verse 8, but I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, look at this next part. This is where you're at. If you keep knocking long enough, so check the scene. Check what Jesus says to do. In this parable. It's a parable, but he tells it so good you think it really happened. You really see two friends. You, you see it in your mind like, wow, how you going to do them like that? All right, check this out. So the man, man, he's in his bed. He's in his bed. And Jesus said, if you keep knocking long enough, which means even after he told you, I can't help you. I said I can't help you. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. You got what I want. You got what I need. I will not be denied. If you keep knocking long enough, he's going to get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. Here's why some of you don't walk by faith. is your pride and your ego makes you stop. Uh-oh, don't get quiet on me, Wednesday. Look at me. I'm not desperate, so I ain't doing all of that. But then you can't have it. Bible says shameless persistence. What does this mean? Listen, I ain't too proud. If I'm believing for something and I know you got what I need and what I'm believing for, I'm going to keep knocking until you open the door. You gonna open this door for me today? 
I'm going to stand here until you open it. I'm going to stand here until you open it. Watch me. It takes faith to keep knocking when your knocks ain't been answered. It keeps faith to keep asking when your ask has not been responded to. It... Everybody shout this. Lord, increase my faith. Uh-uh, say it again. Say, Lord, increase my faith. Shameless persistence, which means I don't let my pride or my ego get in the way of me pursuing what I'm believing for. Well, you know, I didn't call them twice. They ain't called back. Okay, well, do you want the bread or not? So guess what? Rejection is God's way to see if you really want what you asked for. Wednesday. A no is heaven's way to see, but does she really want it or not? Does she really want it or not? You ready? And I tell you, verse 9, let's go. Keep on asking. It takes faith to keep asking. Can can I be honest with you? There was one day I prayed and I said, Lord, I need these four things done on Friday. (laughs) I said, I need these four things done on Friday. I said, Lord, now you can do it. I said, Lord, 1 Samuel 3.19. And the Lord was the man of God. And did not let one of his words fall to the ground. So I said, Lord, I know you can do it. I know you can do it. I know you can do it. And I need you to do it, Lord. And I need these four things. And I need these four things done. And I need them all done by Friday. 1 Samuel 3.19. Would you go with me? I, I, need these, I need these things done. And I need these things done by Friday. Friday came. And I said, and it's happening, and it's happening, and it's happening, and it's happening, and it's happening. And I shouted, it's happening. And everywhere I drove, I said, it's happening. And everywhere I went, I said, it's happening. And there were certain things that had to happen by a certain time. That time came. I said, okay, it's going to happen once. He's going to do it late in the midnight hour. God's going to turn it around. It's going to work in your favor. That time came. That time, that time left. I said, but he's still going to do it. I said, it's going to be a miracle. I said, I'm expecting to see it. I said, this is going to be a testament. I'm going live as soon as it happens. 11 o'clock came. I said, well, they still got an hour. And Lord, I've been waiting for hours and hours and hours. And I... And I, I could, I've been doing this for hours, so I know I could do this for hours, so I've been doing this for hours. And then 11.30 came. I said, it's going to happen. I said, Lord, did you get, I said, four things. <laughs> and the Lord was with the man of God. I said, Lord, how do I do this for people and they get instantaneous results and you got me over here waiting? Midnight came. I said, well, maybe it's a spiritual day. And then it's the night before, the night after. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. So Saturday, can I be honest with you? No, can I be honest with you, Wednesday? So Saturday, I had a little bit of attitude. I said, I ain't doing a message preview today. They can preview it themselves. I, I needed my four things done yesterday. Now, here's the trip. It wasn't like these four things were these big make it or break it things. It was just I wanted these things off of my list of stuff to do 
because there's enough stuff on my list to do. So I said, if we can get these four things out of the way, I can go get these other 46 things done. I said, okay, God, by Monday. Monday came to do it, Lord. And the Lord was with the man of God. And then I let one of his words fall to the ground. And it's a hall of fame of faith, Lord. And my name is going to be next. Nothing. Tuesday, nothing. Wednesday, nothing. But I woke up every morning saying, Might be the day, though. Might be the day, though. So I kept opening my phone, checking to see. Let me just see if it's been done yet. Let me just see if it's been done yet. Week went by. Nothing. Yet. Another week went by. Nothing. Yet. Then, one Sunday, after church, somebody calls me. Um, This person on my team knows right after church, Um, <laughs> unless it's an emergency please just just let me ride in the car so I answered the phone what is it sir did you see the email I said no I said let me look at it one of the four was done okay now I'm going real slow during this story y'all know why I'm going so slow because that's how faith feels. It feels like somebody telling a story for a really, really, really long time. But watch what Jesus said. You ready? This is where you're at. He says, you ready? Verse 9. Keep on asking. Well, Bishop, it ain't happened yet. Ask again. Ask again, ask again, ask again, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. Verse 10, for everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Come on, everybody say ask, seek, and knock. Say, and keep doing it. That's what it is to faith it. Now, here's the challenge with asking. When you ask, that's a risk. And some of you run the risk, watch me, of, of seeming, and here's where pride comes in again, because you feel like, well, this is, this is, I'm asking too much. I'm asking about it too often. I keep praying about this, and you know what? I ain't going to even pray about it no more. And God says, oh, so you don't want it anymore? Because when you cease to ask, heaven says, well, you cease to desire. And if you cease to desire, you cease to believe, which means all your testing pressure was for nothing. Come on, we got to go Wednesday. And I tell you, your testing pressure has not been for nothing. Your testing pressure has not been for nothing. Open up your mouth. Say, it's going to be worth it. Come on, Wednesday. Say it again. Say, it's going to be worth it. Ask. Then must me. Seek means I got to review. Seek means I have to review. I have to keep reviewing what I'm seeking for. You're seeking information, you got to keep reviewing the information. You do research, now you got to go research. Now you got to go review the research. You get data, now you got to go review the data. So pay attention. If I'm asking for something, I have to risk. If I'm seeking something, I have to review. Look at knock. If I'm knocking, I have to release. What do I have to release? My prior knock. 
See, some of you, you're like, I knock. Do it, Lord. Do it on Friday, Lord. Lord, do it before the end of the day. I'm, Lord, just, I'm, just, just do it, God. Okay, well, you didn't go knock again. First knock is to say you're there. Second knock is to say, and I'm not leaving. Third knock is to say, and I'm not playing. Fourth knock and beyond is to say, and until I see what's on the other side of the door, I'm going to persist. I need everybody in the building and everybody online, lift up your hands and say, I will persist. Say, I'll keep knocking. I'll keep seeking. I'll keep asking because I believe that he is and that he's a rewarder. Let's go to this last verse. Now this verse has been, on Sundays, this verse has been killing. At both experiences on Sunday, we normally don't get past this verse. So I put this verse on the end tonight. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. What's the next part? And, shout and Wednesday. Shout it again Wednesday. That he is a rewarder. Okay, a rewarder for what? After you asked, after you've sought, after you've knocked, he says, I'm going to reward you for seeing it all the way through. You're going to be glad you didn't stop knocking. You're going to be glad you didn't stop asking. You're going to be glad you didn't stop. Watch me. Your family stopped seeking a long time ago, so you had to seek by yourself. But I need you to look at somebody close to you and say, you're going to be glad you didn't stop. Come on, say, you're going to be glad you didn't stop. Come on, speak this over yourself. Say, I'm going to be glad I did not stop. Ask, seek, and knock. He who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. Which means I keep going after it until I get it. Say, that's faith. It is not faith because you went after it, didn't get it, and decided it ain't God's will. Because let's be honest, how many of us in this building online, there are things that we stopped pursuing because we just decided, some of y'all lying, I rebuked the liars in the room. Put your hand up. We've all done it. Online, do the hand with emoji. We've all done it. But we were like, you know what? I didn't knock two times. That ain't God's will for me. I didn't knock it. I remember one time there was something somebody told me, and they said, um, they said you, 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 you're not going to be able to do this. I said, all right. So I knocked a couple more times. I said, okay, God, I need, I, need, I need you to come help with this, God. I said, because I don't believe what they're telling me. I don't think that what they told me is the truth, but I just don't know what door to knock on. I said, so I need you to show me a door to knock on. So one person reaches out and says, oh, just reach out to this person with this number. That one phone call opened up a door that created the biggest, the biggest thing that I'd ever done in that sphere at that particular time. Watch me. But I kept knocking. I kept asking. And I keep seeking. Look at me. Say he's a rewarder. If you don't believe he's a rewarder, you're not walking by faith. You have to believe that every day that you give up and you press, that he's going to reward that. Look, 
that he, not only is a rewarder, he's a remunerator. What does this mean? That he pays you. For everything that you go through, for everything that you deal with, say, I'll be compensated. And watch me. And he pays recompense. What is that? That is for your suffering and that is for your loss. God says, I'm a rewarder. God says, I pay recompense and I'm a remunerator. He says, if you do not believe these three things, that's not faith. And I only do it, here it is, for this one class of Christian. I don't do this for everybody. But there was somebody next to you say, but he's going to do it for us. Come on, come on. Elbow somebody else say, but he's going to do it for us. Watch me. Of those who diligently seek him. Come on, Wednesday. Stand on your feet. We're about to go. What does it mean to diligently seek him? It means that I am persistent. Say, I'm persistent. Come on, it means to search. Somebody say, and I will search. I will investigate. I will crave. I will demand. I will worship instead of worry. I will inquire and require. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. God says, um, if you're going to faith it, you're going to have to ask and seek and knock. And you're going to have to do this diligently, persistently. So tonight, here's how we're going to end this experience. Because for some of you, your diligence has been dogged out. And your persistence is five miles past empty. Your light been on for a while. How many can be honest that there's some areas of your life where your, just your persistence is just like, mm, baby, bye. Come on, let's be honest. You'll never heal if you cannot be real. One of the most difficult parts of faith is keeping yourself in a place where you're persistent. Because every day, I got to push. Every day, I got to push. Every day, I got to push. Every day, I got to search. Some of you feel like you're searching for that missing plane. You're like, the plane ain't here. <laughs> Some of you feel like you're searching for good news, and it feels like a needle in a haystack. But tonight, say, it's my night tonight. I got to keep investigating. I got to keep going after what I'm believing for. I got to keep researching it. I got to keep craving it, which means God will give me a little bit to whet my appetite and then say, I wanted to just give you a taste of it so that you would desire that and keep going after that. Demand. God says you're going to have to put a demand on this. Worship. Which means you're going to have to go on a place of worship when it's easy to worry. Part of your faith is your worship. This is why I have you take these worship breaks in the middle of a message. Why? Because that is part of your diligence and your persistence. Then inquire. That means I ask, but then I got to require, which means, God, I got to check on what I asked you for to see if you've done it. Not because your credit is bad, but to make sure my faith stays strong. Because when I see you do it, I'll say, there you go. 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 I want you to do this for me tonight in this building and online. Just get in groups of two or three. We're about to go groups of two or three and just grab hands. If you don't feel comfortable grabbing their hands, get their elbows. <laughs> but I need you touching two or three. Four is not two or three. 
six is not two or three. Online, if it's just you there, you just stretch your hands towards your TV screen. I'm your second. And you're about to take 30 seconds and you're going to pray that they will be diligent. You're going to pray they will be persistent. They're going to put the words up on the screen for diligent and persistent. And you're going to pray that the person next to you, that they would have those three things tonight. Everybody say, tonight is my night. You're going to pray for that person for 30 seconds that they would have all of these words on the screen tonight and that their faith would come alive. On the count of three, I want you to pray for them and pray loud so that they hear you. They need to know they got backup tonight. One, two, three, go. Pray for them. Online, stretch your hands towards me if there's nobody there but you. I'm your two. I pray you're diligent. I pray you're persistent. I pray that you would continue. I pray that you would not give up. I pray that you would not grow weary in well-doing. And I pray that you would search it out. I pray you would continue to investigate. I pray that you would continue to crave. I pray that you'd put a demand on it. I pray that you would worship. I pray that you would worship instead of worry. I pray that you would inquire. That means to ask. And I pray that you would require. You shall persist. Ask, seek, and knock. 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 Ask until you get what you asked for. Seek until you get what you came for. Knock until the door is open. Now loose those hands and give God a praise for them. Come on, Wednesday. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. We got to go. Praise God for your neighbor. Praise God for who you just prayed for. That they would keep asking. They keep seeking. And they would keep knocking. They would keep knocking. They would keep knocking. They would keep knocking. It ain't over. Ask again. It's not over. Keep seeking. It's not over. Keep knocking. Head bows. Heads bowed. Eyes closed in this building and online. If you're in here, you're not a Christian tonight. Tonight's your night. If you're online, you're not a Christian. Tonight's your night. Second, if you give your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, tonight's your night to recommit yourself to him. Thirdly, if you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand, but I want to be sure. I want to be sure that things are right with the Lord. If that's you in this building or online, on three, I'm going to ask you in the building, slip your hand up. Online, I'm going to ask you to do the hand with the emoji or say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. For some of you, hear me. This is your night to ask him to be Lord of your life. This is your night to knock on the door for him to open it and say, come back, daughter. For you to open it and for him to say, come back, son. This is your moment. Don't miss it. Don't say, I'm going to do it on Sunday. Sunday's not promised. Don't say, I'm going to do it tomorrow. That's not promised. I told you when we started this message, tonight is your night. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. On three, hands up. Online, hand wave the emoji, or say it's me. One, two, three, if that's you. Hands up in this building. Online, do the hand wave the emoji, or say it's me. Wherever you're at. Everybody, pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace 
to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. In Jesus' name, I'll ask, I'll seek, and I'll knock. I'll ask until I get what I asked for. I'll seek until I see what I came for. I'll knock until the door is open. And the door is opening. And the door is opening. And the door is opening. Wednesday, act like doors are opening on Thursday. Please follow what I said. Wednesday, act like doors are opening on Thursday. Act like doors are opening on Thursday. Act like doors are opening on Friday and Saturday. The door is open. The door is open. Smile at somebody say, and the door is open for you because you kept knocking. And what's behind the door? A breakthrough. What's behind the door? A miracle. What's behind the door? You've been waiting on it for 12 years. That's what's behind the door. What's behind the door? You've been waiting on it for 16 years. That's what's behind the door. But you kept asking and you kept seeking and you kept knocking. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself to the Lord, text the word decision to 877-552-4746. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages just like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.